Hello and welcome to the Redeeming Love Bible Broadcast. My name is Phil Duddy, Evangelist with Grace Baptist Tabernacle of King, North Carolina. Very glad to have you with me today on the program. As always, reach out to us at redeemingthelost at iCloud.com. We would absolutely love to hear from you. And today we're going to be continuing to look at the difference between interacting with Jesus as he is and interacting with um, like a morality or a theology or a code of ethics or social norms or anything like that. And uh, we're going to see that there is an eternal difference between the two. Uh, because um, as we've said on the program before, um, there, there is no salvation unless Jesus does something in a person. Um, you know, a person cannot be born again uh, through knowledge or through effort or through learning or through trying really hard. Um, it's, it's just not biblically possible for that to happen. Salvation is by grace and not of works, lest any man should boast. And we're going to see sort of a perilous example of that kind of boasting today. And uh, we're going to be uh, not in Ephesians, but in 2 Timothy. Uh, 2 Timothy chapter 3, there's a description of the last days. It says, This also know that in the last days perilous times shall come. And perilous means dangerous. Perilous means dangerous. And then uh, we have a list of, of human nature on display, of sin nature on display. Um, lovers of their own selves, covetous boasters, proud, and the list goes on and on and on. And uh, just for the sake of the broadcast today, we want to focus down in verse 5 and keep that word perilous in mind. This is something that is absolutely perilous. Having a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof. Having a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof. How does this get worked out, um, you know, at least in daily life now? Um, People uh, will say that they're Christians, but they're not Christians. Uh, people will say that they're Christians uh, and yet sort of kick against the authority of Jesus Christ in their life. Uh, people will say that they're Christians. Uh, why? Because they go to church. Why? Because they give money to a church. Why? Because they, they do a lot of Bible study. And all of that's, uh, you know, all fine, well, and good. Uh, it's just not what makes you a Christian. Um, you know, you're not a Christian unless Jesus has done something in your life. You're not, Je you're not a Christian unless Jesus has saved you, unless Jesus has, has made you born again. He's, he's you know, all, hallelujah, the all, all things are passed away and all things are become new. Amen and hallelujah. Uh, things are new and you've got the Spirit of Christ. Uh, you've got the Holy Spirit indwelling you. And, and if you don't have the Spirit of Christ, you're none of His. That's what the Bible says. Uh, and the Spirit of Christ is not gotten. Salvation is not gotten. Uh, God's favor, God's grace is not gotten through knowledge, through learning, through effort, through self-sacrifice, through anything like that. It's not gotten that way. And why? Because all of those things, apart from Jesus, you know, all of those things just come out of religious pride. They come out of religious pride, and and eventually, and I've seen this happen um, in 10 years as an evangelist, I've seen this happen. Uh, I've seen people use perfectly fine biblical knowledge to keep themselves away from Jesus. You know, and, and, it, and it sounds like a strange thing, because it is a strange thing, it sound, and, and it's actually a perilous thing. It's actually a dangerous thing. It's a dangerous thing for the person 
who has a form of godliness but denies the power thereof. For that person, it's absolutely dangerous. And for the people around, it's absolutely dangerous because, I mean, if you look at verse 6, um, they of this sort are they which creep in the houses, lead captive silly women laden with sins, led away with diverse lusts, ever learning and never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. Um, because um, because uh, those who have this form of godliness but deny the power of, um, you know, they sort, uh, they, after a fashion, after sort of a perverted fashion, they do evangelize. And they lead people in their doctrine. And, and this happened in the first century. Um, there, there are plenty of historical examples of this happening, um, even in the days as the New Testament was physically being written. Uh, that, that, that sort of thing was going on. And, um, you know, they creep in the houses, they lead captive silly women uh, laden with sins. Um, you, know, um, you know, actual literal women, yes. And, and also look at that as the church. Uh, they lead the church astray. They lead, they, they lead those who are immature in the church astray. And they lead them into error. And uh, they lead them away with diverse lusts. They prey upon the fleshly lust. They play upon the, fle- the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. And it gets very perilous. And we're actually commanded, you know, in verse 5, is commanded to turn away from people who have this form of godliness but deny the power thereof. Uh, that doesn't mean, you know, pretending that they don't exist. That, that doesn't mean to shun them. Um, but, but what it does mean is, is turn away from their doctrine, turn away from their manner of life, turn away from their teaching, turn away from their quote-unquote evangelism, turn away from that. Do not do, do not follow after what they follow after, do not follow after them in their sin, do not follow after them in their religious arrogance. And hallelujah and amen, um, you know, um, you know, don't follow after them, um, and then, and then, you know, I'm an evangelist talking, uh, reach them with the gospel, amen, because they are not saved and they are not born again. Uh, 2 Timothy 3 does not describe struggling Christians. Uh, 2 Timothy 3 describes the state of the world in the last days, and friend, we're there. These are the perilous times, and at least in America, this, uh, this form of godliness, denying the power thereof thing, it is absolutely an epidemic, and, um, you know, friend, you know, what, what does it look like? We, you know, we need to dig into it a little bit more. You know, what does it look like? Um, you know, it sounds like I, I'm, you know, I, I, I want to know what the Bible says. This is what it sounds like. I want to know what the Bible says, but I don't want to believe what the Bible says. And so um, people will come to church and, you know, they'll come in the morning, they'll come in the evening, and uh, they'll, they'll be there in every service. They'll want to know what the Bible says. So, you know, what does the Bible say about Jesus? What does the Bible say about uh, the Holy Spirit? What does the Bible say about God the Father? What does the Bible say about history? Uh, what is Bible history? You know, what is the historical context? Uh, what are the languages? Let's learn about the Hebrew. Let's learn about the Greek. Uh, let's let's learn about the law of Moses. Let's let's learn how the law is a type and a form. Let's not let's learn about the last days and let's learn about things that haven't happened yet. Let's learn about salvation even. Let's learn about how to get saved. Uh, let's, let's let's learn about let's, let's learn about what you know why we need salvation stuff like that. But but the reality is, ever learning but never coming to the knowledge 
Um, it all, for lack of a better term, it all stays in the head and it never goes to the heart. It all stays in the head. It's all, it's all knowledge and, and it may even be correct knowledge. It may even be doctrinally correct. Um, but, you know, take the example of sin because, because it always comes down to sin. Um, such a person who has the form of godliness but denies the power thereof, they never believe that they're a sinner. They never believe that, that their personal sin has been a personal offense against a personal, holy, almighty God. They, 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 they do not believe that. Uh, there's a sort of pride at work here. Um, they, uh, and so they operate according to the pride. Uh, they, they learn and learn and learn and learn and put forth effort and put forth effort and put forth effort. Uh, they, they, uh, many, many may even memorize scripture, uh, but, they, but it's never anything personal to them. There's never any personal faith there. There's never any personal belief that, you know, there, there might be a sort of head knowledge that, yes, I'm a sinner, and, and, and this is a huge difference. This is not hair splitting. Uh, this is a huge, huge, huge difference. This is not semantics. Uh, knowledge of sin is not the same as personal conviction over sin. It's not the same as being personally convinced that you are a sinner. Uh, you can rattle off all Ten Commandments if you want to, and many people do. Many, many, many people know, um, and, you know, I just uh, say the Ten Commandments because um, it's easy to see, you know, thou shalt not steal. Okay, have you stolen anything? Uh, yes. Uh, okay, you're guilty of that commandment. Um, you know, thou shalt not, um, you know, thou shalt not kill. Have you ever had... Um, you know, a murderous anger against someone. Jesus said, you've murdered a person in your heart. Uh, okay, you know, you're guilty of that. And, and in doing that, you've become guilty of the whole law because you offended in one point. And, and what does the law show you about yourself? It shows you your nature as a sinner. It shows you your nature. It shows you through tangible, physical, relatable means that, that you have a nature to sin. Nobody ever teaches children how to lie. Nobody ever teaches children how to steal. I mean, just ultimately, um, one day it just pops out. No, nobody teaches a child how to disobey mom and dad. It just pops out. Why? Because it's a, it, it, there's a sin nature. There's a corrupt nature. And you can learn all about that. You can learn about the theological problem of evil. Uh, you can learn all about it. But, there, there, but there's a huge difference between head knowledge and belief in the heart that you personally are a sinner. You personally have offended Jesus. And you personally, and that's what conviction is. Conviction is, a, it's not a feeling, even though feelings are, are often involved. Um, it's not a feeling, in itself, it's, it's God himself, King of kings, Lord of lords, it's Jesus. It's the Holy Spirit convincing you personally that, that, that you are guilty of sin. That, that he is God, he is almighty, he is king of kings, he is Lord. He is the great I am, he is authority, um, he, is the sa he is the risen savior. 
and you need him and and you've offended him and you're and you're and so so at the end of that conviction man you are lost and you are undone and then you call upon the name of the lord and he saves you and he makes you new and and you're born again and your sin is separated from you and you and you've got a new spirit and you've got the holy spirit and and your sin is separated from you your sin is covered uh, your sin you know hallelujah and amen god takes it and he separates you from it as far as the east is from the west and there's this there's this miracle that takes place you know friend you know if you're if you're always learning if you're always getting your theology right if you're always doing this you, you know all all the learning stuff all the academic stuff um, you know, like I've said before, um, you know, apart from Jesus, you know, uh, apart from Jesus, it's just going to inflame pride. It's just going to inflame pride. And it's just going to keep you from him. And friend, if you're there, lay down that pride, lay down that pride. And it, the, the simple faith of a child, you know, who hears God, who, who, hear, who is being drawn by the Lord, go with him. You know, he said to Paul, and Paul had a lot of theological knowledge, amen, a lot of good theological knowledge. Uh, but he said, it's foolish for you to kick against the pricks. It's foolish for you to kick against God when God is drawing you to salvation. It is foolish uh, when God is is pricking your heart, uh, when, when that when the, when the conviction is in your heart, uh, when God's speaking to your heart, uh, when God's speaking to you personally, and God's bringing to mind every lie you ever told, every lust you ever pursued, every moment of murderous anger, every moment that God drew you in the past and you denied him and you pushed it away and you stuffed it and you ran away. And you, and you built yourself up a fortress of theological knowledge in your pride. And you went to war with God used, trying to use his own word against him. A friend, put it down. Put it down. Um, friend, you know, why go to hell over that? You know, friend, and that's, and that's the real peril of this. That's the real danger of this. Perilous times. Um, because you honor Jesus with your lips. And, and you go to church and you're part of the services. And, and um, you know, and, and I've seen, you know, church leaders actually get saved. Um, you know, I've seen, you know, people who are in leadership. And, but friend, um, you, know, you know, the point is, when God speaks to your heart, listen to him. When God speaks to your heart, put your faith in that. Put your faith in him. Uh, because God, you know, when he's speaking to your heart, when he makes that judgment, uh, when, he, when he shows you your sin, that personal judgment, um, it's not a judgment to destroy your life. It's not a judgment to destroy you. It's not a judgment to, you know, to, to, it's, it's not against you. If that makes any sense, it's for you. Uh, because if you go with the Lord, if you believe the Lord, he's going to bring you to salvation. If you believe Jesus, he's going to save you. If you put your faith in Jesus, he's going to save you. You know, if you're humbled, if God's, you know, God shows you that you're, that you're a vile, wicked sinner. And, you know, from, from the heart, from a heart of belief, you say, yes, Lord, that's, that's true. He's, he's not going to stop there. He's, he's going to bring you to Jesus. 
He draws you to Jesus. He draws you to the Savior. He draws you to the King of kings and the Lord of lords himself. And Jesus does the saving work. And Jesus gives you, makes all things new. And Jesus covers your sins. And Jesus gives you new life. Friend, hallelujah. It's, it's a good day when the Lord judges you. It's a good day when you come under the conviction of the Lord. It's a good day. And, and theological knowledge can't do that. You know, theological knowledge, it's, it's sort of like, um, you know, there's a difference between seeing and understanding and having all this theological knowledge and living in the Lord. You know, it's, it's like the difference, you know, when, when, you've got a, when you've got a little kid and they don't know how to drive a car yet. You know, this, this makes a lot of sense in America, uh, but, but, but they don't know how to drive a car yet. And, but they've seen people drive cars. Uh, and if they're really interested in cars and trucks and, you know, just all that stuff, they, they might know like all the makes and all the models and they might know some of how the mechanics work. They, you know, I've, I've known people who could tear down an engine and rebuild it before they got their driver's license. You know, I, I, you know, and they might have a lot of knowledge and they might have seen a lot of other people drive. But I'll tell you, it's a different thing to get behind the wheel. It's a different thing when, when, when you um, put the key in and when you turn the car on and when you put the car in gear and you start driving the car. It's a different thing. It's a different knowledge. Um, friend, there's, a, there's such a difference between theologically knowing about Jesus, even if it's correct knowledge, and following Jesus. Uh, because you can theologically know a ton of stuff about him, but be hard as a rock in your heart and be cold in your heart and be stubborn in your heart and be stiff in your heart and be hard in your heart and harden your heart again and again and again against him. All in the name of your theological knowledge. All in the name of, of trying and learning more and figuring it out and seeking you know, friend, you know, when Jesus shows up, you know, hallelujah and amen, every time his word is preached, he does something. Every time his word is preached, um, you know, he's drawn people. Every time his word is preached, he's setting a difference between, you know, holy and profane, between wickedness and righteousness. He's setting a difference between it all. And, and he's making that difference clear to people whenever he is preached. Um, he, he works and he moves and he lives and he draws. And, and friend, you know, He's the Savior. Your knowledge isn't the Savior. You can try to figure it out your whole life. And you'll never come to a knowledge of the truth. Why? Because you come from a place of religious pride instead of humility. A friend, you know, you know, if you're there, because I, I was once there. I'm not entirely speaking, uh, you, you know, uh, this, this isn't hypothetical for me. But, but I was there, and, and the Lord showed me through fear and trembling, message on fear and trembling before a holy God. He showed me that I was a sinner, and I believed him for the first time. I didn't shrug it off. I, you, know, I, you, know, in, you know, I tried to. I started to, but I just, but I just couldn't do it. it um, but, but, friend, you know, it was a faith, and it was a belief, and it was Jesus himself. Jesus He's the Savior, not the head knowledge, not the experience, 
not the seeking, not the trying. Because ultimately, um, you know, if you're always trying to figure something out, who's the judge of whether you figured it out or not? And in this situation, 10 years as an evangelist, every time I've ever seen a person come under conviction and, and uh, they're, you know, they, they've had their form of godliness, they deny the power thereof, and the Lord reaches into that and convicts them, every time they reject, you know, um, it, it always comes to this point of pride. You know, I'm, I'm, you know, that, that's true, but it's not me. Um, that might be true, but I'm still trying to figure it out for me. You're, you're always going to be figuring it out. Who's the judge of that? You are. Not Jesus. Jesus says, you know, the gospel is toward whosoever. Jesus says that all have sinned and fallen short. And, and this, 2 Timothy 3 this is the word of the Lord. This is, this is the word of Jesus. Ever learning and never able to come to the knowledge of the truth because you come from a place of religious pride. So if you're there, friend, put down your pride and believe Jesus. Call upon the name of the Lord. And uh, we're going to continue on with this in the next podcast. It's um, going to involve uh, the belief of a devil. And, um, friend, you know, like I said, this is, uh, these are perilous times. That's what the Word of God teaches right here. Uh, these are the last days. We are there, and there are perilous times. And, um, you know, we, we live in these times. And so, um, especially, uh, reach out to us. We'd love to hear from you. We'd love to, um, we'd love to pray for you. Uh, we'd love to know uh, how we can pray in your life. And especially if you've been listening to this and, and Jesus has hallelujah and amen you've been born again you put your faith in jesus and you are born again you are a newborn in christ uh then um then friend you need support you need help with that you need you you need pastoral support there uh we would love as a church we're a ministry of grace baptist tabernacle we're located in king north carolina uh we we'd love to be a help with you um as you walk with the lord jesus and uh, let us know um if you've been saved let us know that Jesus, Jesus has saved you. Let us know how we can pray for you. Um, please do um, check out the website of the church, gbtministries.com. Uh, you can reach us here at the program at redeemingthelost at icloud.com. And uh, thank you again so much for listening. And may the Lord richly, richly bless you. Yeah.